Hello everyone, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe, click on that notification bell, like, share, comment, let us know what you're thinking. You could also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now, today on the Angel of Words podcast, we will be talking edibles with the owner of Baked NYC, Candice Grissette on deck on the Angel of Words podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast. I am your host, Angel of Words, and today we will be talking edibles with the owner of Baked NYC, Miss Candice Grissette. Hello, Miss Candice Grissette. How are you? Thank you for being a part of the Angel of Words podcast today. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Well, Miss Candice, you know, let's get to it. You know, a lot of fans out there excited about this topic of conversation. <laughs> and uh, first of all, I would like to know, how do you get involved? How do you know that you're good at making edibles? What was your motivation behind this situation? Well, it's something that it's not something I went into um, intentionally, which makes it kind of um more sweet in a way to me that I just it, it was uh not I don't want to say a hobby either I used to work in an insanely insanely busy restaurant in Times Square and I used to buy them from someone because you know in those shifts nine ten hours on your feet high volume stress madness by the time nine ten p.m. comes around everybody kind of needs some kind of stress reliever you know what I mean you can't run outside you can't smoke you can't uh, well, I guess there were people who did. I didn't like to. I don't like to smell like smoke and be waiting on people and disappearing. So I used to buy edibles from someone and she moved away. And I was like, uh, You're such a courteous uh, service industry employee. <laughs> <laughs> she moved away and I was like, okay, I need to fill that void now, you know? So I started baking them um, for myself and for whoever else used to buy from her too. And I used to sell them at work, you know, on the low in the, in the coat room or <laughs> wherever we, you know, in the locker room. And, you know, just as like, you know, trying to, for the people, mood elevators, make sure everybody's good and we can get to our shift, you know. And then I ended up losing that job and decided to go all in full time and printed some business cards and got a burner phone and <laughs> put put a little side up. And here we are. Okay, now discussing that burner phones, like so, this is not something that is one hundred percent legal. I thought it was. No. No, (laughs) not at all. I mean, it's not. It's not legal in New York. In other places, yes. Okay. Um, do I have a certain amount of risk? Yes, because it's not. It's not legal. You know. Um. You know, there are certain laws that you can get caught with certain amounts of weed and you'll be okay and all of that. But technically, it's not legal for me to be selling edibles. I think that if I get in front of a judge, are they going to throw 20 years at me? You know what I mean? Or, or like, yeah. how do they how are they going to measure? Are they going to open the brownie and see how much oil or, you know, yeah. so it makes it a kind of a minimal risk, which is what I was willing to take on. Okay. Um, but technically, it is not. No, it's not legal. 
Now, what what kind of edibles do you make? Mostly cupcakes. I can I have okay. done cakes, but the majority like of my real business, cakes, like cake yeah, cakes, like, like, like birthday like, cakes type like of deal. Birthday cakes, like bring them oh to my a, God. a whole party and icing and and candles and adult adult parties, if you will. <laughs> um, but mostly it's a cupcake, a regular size cupcake. Um, I sell them for ten bucks. I sell a half a dozen or a dozen and different flavor. Triple chocolate is the norm, which is delicious. Super chocolatey, rich, Giardelli, the best coconut oil. I use all the, all the good stuff, you know, and then I'll do funfetti or red velvet. People ask me for blueberry in the fall. I'll do pumpkin, change the flavors up. I can take requests, you know, whatever, whatever mix yeah. I can find. Really. I just turn the weed into oil and then I bake with it. All right, so yeah, could you describe that? Was just actually wanted to. That was actually the next question, because this is mind-boggling to me. I'm thinking you're cooking edibles. I'm like, did somebody just put in like freaking a twenty bag on top of a pan and like burning it down, caramelizing it? Like, how does this work? Like, I never, like, I don't know for some strange reason. Like, I just don't comprehend this process. So you know, could you describe the process? Yeah. So could you describe that process? process? I basically cook the oil and the weed together for um hours and hours and then i'll drain drain the weed off and then i have kind of like a coconut oil infused with weed basically and it's super dark and green and smells kind of you know depending on who's smelling it i guess so sometimes it's like oh that's a lot um and then i just bake with that i can bake cakes cupcakes whatever you know amount for a regular baking recipe so it's not really um, it's it's not the hardest thing to do, but it can be a little bit tedious because it takes time. It takes a lot of ingredients, um, some patience. And it, in the beginning, I started this in 2016. In the beginning, was a lot of trial and error. You know, it was like, Ugh. yeah. And I, or I'd eat one and be like, I don't feel anything. Or I'd eat one and be like, whoa, that cooked for way too long or too short. Or um, it took it took a little bit of trial and error for me to get my little um, get my recipe down to a science that I've I've. I've nailed it now. Did you bake before this though? Did you like to bake before that? Like, you know, really? or, or were you a chef making weed reductions before this? Like, <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, I'm not a bad, I'm definitely a decent cook, but I wasn't a big yeah. baker by any means. I wasn't, oh, you know, man. Wow. Betty Crocker, not at all. I mean, more now, but even, I mean, I'm not going to even, I'm not going to front now like I'm, you know, the best baker in the world. I just follow pretty simple recipes, you know? But I know, I, but you're I, being, you know, you're being humble, man. You know what I'm saying? From what <laughs> yeah. I hear around the way, you're one of the best in the city, not for nothing, you know. Oh, but, yeah, you know, I'll be the one good. gassing it up. Yeah, the product is pretty fantastic <laughs> from what I'm hearing, you know, good. around the way. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend to be um, cake boss either, you know, because yeah. I'm, I'm not one to front. I'm not doing crazy designs or anything like that. But yeah. I've nailed the uh, the recipe in terms of the outcome for what you know, for edibles and not pretty, pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty cakes. I've got that down for sure. They're pretty good. Do you put weed in your icing that. and all that or not? No. Do you put icing on these cakes? No. You know what? The icing doesn't travel well for me to deliver and all that. And okay. especially in the heat or so like if I were to do a cake, I would come to the party, the cake separate from the icing and do the icing and everything there, which is what I've done in the past. And then I would kind of portion it out to, so that nobody eats too much because it's still an edible, you know, and people will forget, Oh my God, this chocolate's so delicious. And next thing you know, 
they're smacked and can't, and can't move. And I don't want anybody to not have a good time. You know, you don't want yeah. anybody too much and not enjoy it too. So, so do you monitor happens. the doices? You monitor your doses when you're putting it at, yeah, when you're putting for, it in well, the edibles. When I saw the one cupcake, I always tell mm -hmm. people to start. It, it depends. I have friends who eat two, and that's amazing to me because I'm such a lightweight. I'll eat a half and I'm good. You know, so I always tell people, especially new customers. Just start with a quarter or a half, give it an hour, and then go up from there, you know, because I know people who've eaten too much, and they're like, oh, my gosh, what was in that? <laughs> like, so do you put these claimers on these cupcakes? I was going to actually ask you that. It's funny that you brought that up. I just kind of give them the heads up to start small. Okay. It's it's kind of like medicine, right? The least, the least effective dose of any pill is what you want to take, right? So yeah. start small give it an hour give it time because if you're going to ingest it it's totally different than smoking give it time to work for you first and then see how you feel see if you need to eat, eat more from there you know because starting too much will ruin your time you'll never want to eat an edible again you know and that's not what we want we want everybody to have a, a, a good time without feeling like they're really tripping out on some hardcore drugs because that's not necessary either right no, that's a fact. And a lot of cannabis consumers say that, it, you know, the edibles hit you harder than the actual smoke because you, with the smoking, you could actually see what you're consuming with the edibles. It's like right. you have to take, you know, the person's word for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, some people don't like it for that reason. They'd like to be able to smoke and clip it and stop and they have control over yeah. the hot. Whereas an edible, you'll eat it and you don't really know what's going to happen. And it kind of still creep up on you. It kind of escalates where you feel like, okay. And then it just keeps climbing. And then some people, it's eight hours later, it's still going. Or some people tell me they slept for 16 hours straight. Um, so it, it depends. It depends on the person. Like I said, I'll eat a half and I'm good. I have people who eat two whole cupcakes, which I think is bonkers. I've eaten one, once or twice, and I that was too much for me, you know? So it's also, it's hard because everybody is different and everybody's body is going to ingest it differently and react to it differently. So it's definitely very different than smoking, 100%. It's much more of a body high. So Now, do you sell, you don't sell these products to kids because there's 11 million kids on the age of 18 that are consuming cannabis. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you, do you, do you, you know, allow your product to be sold to, to, to people of the, below their age of 18? I, I've never sold okay. to anyone on, uh, who wasn't completely an adult. Okay, so I you just work the, with adults. Yeah, I think that's the responsible thing to do, right? I mean, hey, I don't know. It's your business. <laughs> you know, in America, we, we tend to want law and order, but never want to follow rules, which is like right. the most mind-moggling thing to me ever. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, facts. Now, is there a certain dosage that you put into Now, in terms of like, well, before I ask that question, right? Because the first question is of the amount of dosage that you put into each edible. The second question is, do you only make cakes and, and, and uh, you know, those kind of sweets? Or do you make brownies? Do you make cookies? Do you make, brownie, you know, uh, the, like the chocolates? Brownie, the brownie is my main. I make a brownie, but in a cupcake form. So I use brownie mix, okay. but in a cupcake shape, basically. Okay. And then I do the same for the Funfetti or the Red Velvet. So in a cupcake shape, but they're, they're just those mixes. Um, I do make gummies um, per request, but I, I do way more brownies than I do gummies. But I can I can and I have made gummies, which are interesting because I'll do different sizes and, and, you know, big, huge ones that people love. They're way too strong for me personally, but people yeah. love them. And that's, you know, um, same same kind of high, same, same experience, really, just different um, sizes and shapes and the different flavors, obviously. 
Now, do you do you do do you use the same type of cannabis, or do you use different type of cannabis? Uh, um, you know, leaves in terms of like to to make your uh your your um your products. Like, do you use the same kind of marijuana? Is it different kinds? So I prefer to use, and smokers will know. Um, I prefer to use shake. Um, because shake will allow me to use more. Um, for less money. Could you describe what shake is for those non-smokers shake that are out there? Shake is like the remnants of the bud that's left in the bag, but it wasn't big enough to sell, you know? So it's like um, the broken down bud. That's not, um, it's usually the leftover kind of. That, that's okay. not really baggable, if that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'll try, and, it, it's hard to, it's not always easy for me to get. So sometimes it's just butter and then I grind it too. So um, because it's, I'm going to break it down and turn it into something else. I don't use like regs and horrible quality, but I always use great top quality, but, but I don't really need to pick and choose and go crazy over whether it's going to be shake or this or that or the other, because I'm turning it into oil anyway, you know? Yeah. So, um, I don't always consistently use the same kind of bud, but always the best that I can get. Okay. So you always, you're looking for the best top notch quality shake, if you will. In yeah. order to do this. Or now, bun. is that something that you could find on the market? Like, like you, you know, you go out there looking for shake. Like, you know, like how do people I, look at hard. you? Like, you know, your average Joe drug uh, yeah. dealer is like, what are you? Why are you looking for shake for? It's like I'm baking. You know, I'm making it. I'm turning it into yeah. oil. I need it for something else. So, yeah. um, it's not easy. I don't always get my hands on it, but when I do, it's better for what I need it for because I can use more of it and kind of get stronger for less money. You know. So are there times where you actually have to buy the actual marijuana and let it like break down? Oh yeah. I oh. break it. I just grind it. Okay. I grind it either way. So I don't always get my hands on the shake. I would prefer to, but uh I um, most of the time it's regular bud. Wow. Now you you know you know what kills me is that, you know, in North America in 2020, it's projected that, well, first of all, marijuana is the largest cash crop here in America, more than corn, more than wheat, $30 billion expected to be made this year, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's the issue with legalization, you know, fundamentally throughout the 50 states. But what I've seen occur is that most of that is controlled by large corporations and people in the positions of power, mm-hmm. which is making it hard for, you know, growers to, to work with people like you directly and actually start a business. You know, uh, you know, explode your business, expand your business. Like, how do you feel about that? That the government kind of is like suppressing, you know, marijuana entrepreneurship. Yeah. And I think about that, too, especially when we we talk about kind of watching to see when it will be legal in New York. And I'm like, how do I get ahead of that curve even? Because I know once it is legal in New York, what does that mean for me? You know what I mean? Because once it's legal in New York, that's what's going to mean that big business is going to come and try and take it over, you know? And I'm not going to really have, maybe I will, maybe I won't, but um, I'm not necessarily going to have what I have now if they're going to try and come and make all the money from it, right? And take it from the little guy. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's just the name of the game. Any game in this country, unfortunately, is, you know, this capitalist society where they're going to, they they have the power and I am kind of powerless and just, you know, another squirrel trying to get that nut in, in the rat race, unfortunately. 
Okay, but you do do your, you do make an effort to make sure that you're staying on top of the game when it comes to that because when that happens, man, you're going to be in a great position to, you know, expand and explode, you know, into right, different right. avenues. I, I've worked with um, someone who sponsored me on her site who is a, a marijuana brand expert, and um, she's asked me if I want to look into, you know, getting brand equity and doing these things. So it's something I'm looking into and talking about and trying to stay ahead of for sure because it's important. I don't want to get um, squashed when it turns into big business here in, in this state, you know? No, definitely. Now, the coronavirus pandemic has caused a has caused that thirty billion dollar boom. Mm-hmm. You know what has it been like for business during the pandemic? Because everybody has seen, you know, the you know, as you can see, everybody knows that the consumption of marijuana has skyrocketed during uh-huh. this pandemic situation. Uh-huh. How has that affected you personally? Uh, at first, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of leveled off after a while, but at that first April, especially, and I was like, is it because of 420? Cause you know how that, you know, in, in marijuana culture, such a big, big thing for everybody. Um, April was a huge month. I was doing like quadruple, quadruple the business I was doing before then. And then May was good too. And then it kind of leveled off a little bit. I think the hype of everybody being in the house kind of wore, you know, it wore off and I was like okay (laughs) but at first it was I was busy I was busy I was delivering all the time I was all over the place all over the the boroughs um Jersey everywhere and I was fine with it (laughs) I'm fine with that so um that worked for me (laughs) I can imagine not it was not a complaint I I mean I I kept saying to people too like I don't like these people people are sick people are dying but this is actually, you know, this is actually helping my business grow a little bit. So I'm not mad at this, but I just wish that people weren't, you know, sick and a, a pandemic across the whole world for me to uh, benefit here. Yeah, no, but speaking about that, I mean, do you make particular edibles for people dealing with that kind of anxiety? Because, you know, that has been a big deal here. You know, a lot of people going through mental stress and mm-hmm. not for nothing. They've been turning to, you know, like those kind of herbal uh, treatments in order to make themselves feel better about the situations that they've been in. I haven't had that um for the pandemic in particular, but before the pandemic, I would make them for cancer patients. Because they're very, very helpful for, I've unfortunately had a couple of friends and a couple of coworkers who've had um, different levels and stages of cancer. And it's very helpful for them, for their appetite, for the nausea, for um, sleeping. A lot of them can't sleep during chemo, can't sleep and eat and they're nauseous and they're sick. And the brownies help a lot. And that is even, you know, more fulfilling for me. I would much rather be, you know, helping sick cancer patients or any any sick people than just, you know, having potheads get stoned all day, you know? So um, anytime I was able to do that was great. But it is, not the pandemic, not the coronavirus. I haven't found that people are like, not any more than normal, you know, in terms of helping them with any sickness related stuff. But cancer patients, it definitely has been helpful for is that something that's important to you, like doing that with with that kind of substantial situation, in, in you know, as an underlying theme? Absolutely, I would I would much rather build my business helping anyone feel better or have even just their mood elevated. Or like I said, when I started out, it was more like all our coworkers we're all miserable. At, by 10 p.m., we're just exhausted, we're burnt out, we're tired, we're stressed. I like being the person who could 
lift everybody up for a couple hours and get us through, you know? Um, so I would much rather build a business that's helping people, that's helping sick people feel better, helping cancer patients eat something and get a good night's rest than just, like I said, just recreational, you know, nothing to do. Let's, let's, let's eat a brownie and get um, smacked, you know? What are some things that the cancer patients tell you, man, after they take your edibles? Just that it helps so much that they had such a hard time sleeping that, you know, they finally got a good night's rest, that they finally got those munchies and were able to eat something after like kind of vomiting, not being able to hold down food. And um, I'm sure it's, it's tough probably to be hungry and not be able to, you know, keep that meal yeah. down. So I'm, I'm glad that it was helpful to them in that way. But they definitely took it as, you know, it was relief. Is that one of the reasons why you believe, I mean, first of all, do you believe in the legalization of marijuana 100%? Because, you know, there's a lot of critics out there that say, oh, cannabis is a health risk, it shouldn't be legal, it impairs your judgment, it makes you fat, lazy, uh, you know, it doesn't make you productive. Like, what do you have to say to those kind of critics out there that believe that? I have, uh, and it's tough, right, because this is a business I own. And that I want it to thrive and I want it to do well, but I'm an honest and real human and I have mixed feelings about it. I, I believe in the legalization because I don't think, I think that alcohol is way more harmful, personally, um, way more harmful and dangerous and poisonous. I don't, however, think that marijuana is completely harmless for everyone. You know, I have seen it affect people negatively i know that it affects me negatively sometimes you know sometimes i have no motivation no drive just i ate a brownie last night so i sleep a little longer the next day or you know so if you can manage it and be functional with your marijuana use good for you it doesn't mean that everybody else can too you know so i won't be that extremist person or or i won't lie just because it's my business and say oh it's great, it's harmless, and it should be legal, and it's fine for everyone, because it's not. I know that it's, it's dangerous for people who are mentally ill. I think it triggers something in their brains that is not good. Um, beyond not good, it's just dangerous for them. Um, and unfortunately, people, some people don't know until they go there, you know? So I do think, however, in terms of legalizing it, that that's not, especially, I, I hate the idea that so many people are in jail for these yeah marijuana offenses that were compared to other crimes and other drug-related crimes even you know i don't think that that's right um do i i I do support the legalization because i think that it's not half as dangerous as alcohol the dweeds the you know i don't think that people are gonna run somebody over because they smoked a joint or ate a brownie but alcohol is legal you know so yeah I go back and forth with it. I don't, I don't think it's black and white. I think there's a lot of gray there, you know? Yeah, but and that's one of the issues that you think that they'll be able, in your lifetime, you think that the governor will be able to make some form of legislation to be able to monitor the legalization of weed? Yeah, I think so. I think it's doable. I think it's doable, and I think it's been, it's been done other places, you know? California, Colorado... Portland, I believe there are places that are thriving and their economies are thriving too. So uh, I think it's worth a shot. <laughs> That's, I, I mean, I don't have um, really like harsh convictions about it either way, but I don't think that it's harmful to make it legal. Now, do you deal with it? Have you seen any addicts? 
coming your way? Because everybody's like, oh, weed is not addictive. Now, as a person that's selling edibles, you know, in that realm, have you seen addicts? Have you seen addictive behavior? Have you seen people that are like, yo, they, they can't live without your edibles? Um, I would say I have a couple that are very consistent and that they've told me that like, I need them. They say, you know, I want to come home from work and have this release or I want to play my, I know I have a couple of guys who want to play their video games and go into that zone. And, um, they're pretty consistent about making sure they get their, you know, their product, but not in a degenerate way if that makes sense okay that makes you know? sense now do you notice it, are gamers like your biggest because i would imagine that maybe gamers are like your biggest you know uh uh you know clientele base like can you describe for us like your biggest clientele base from what you've seen in terms of like what you you know noticed from your clientele it's funny, base? i don't really have a it's, it's all over the place it's people you okay. wouldn't you know like middle-aged to younger to I, I have one or two that I know are gamers. I have a um, a married couple with teenage kids, um, Jersey, Queens, the Bronx, from all over the place. There's really no set demographic, you know, women, men, younger, older. So I really okay. don't have one specific demographic that's into this. It's really, it's for everyone. <laughs> You know, that now there's a lot of jokes being thrown around. Do you deal, you know, about this situation in terms of, like, you know, gangs and hoodlums being upset about the fact that weed is being legalized because it kind of kills their hustle? And, mm -hmm. you know, the average Joe Schmo can get into it. Do you deal with any of that that kind of uh, hostility or gang violence, if you will? <laughs> you know, when I started um, at the restaurant, apparently someone else there was also selling them. And... He came up to me like, I have a bone to pick with you. And I laughed because I thought it was hysterical, like, like yeah. to act like we were on the block. And, you know, it was hysterical to me, but I really haven't had any other. Most people are supportive. Um, most people are, you know, will spread the word for me or tell someone about it. But I do know other people who have done it. And that just other than that one instance where we were, I guess, both in the same restaurant. And he felt like I was stepping on his toes which was yeah. just, I just laughed it off. <laughs> it was funny to me. Now, how do you make your deliveries? Is it like you go in person or you have people doing just it for me. you? Is it just, just me. You? Okay. Yeah. Hopefully okay. I'll be big enough one day where I'll need people to go for me, you know? But I mean, right the way now things are going, you never know. <laughs> Looks like it might happen. Now, what makes your edible special? You know, tell the public out there what makes yours the best out of it. Because, you know, I know someone that, 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 that has taken your edibles, you know what I'm saying? And um, they told me those were the best that he's so ever had. Yeah, you I know, like, honestly speaking, and so, you know, I want you know, I want you to tell the public what makes your edibles the best that you can find out there in the edible game. I really, um, I put a lot of energy into perfecting the recipe in terms of the weed and the oil and the ratios and how long to cook it for and, and that was years ago, you know, so I've just been consistently um, perfecting that since. So that's one factor. And then the other factor for me is just that I use top of the line everything. I really do. It's the best coconut oil. Uh, I don't skimp on anything, if that makes sense. And you know what? To be honest, I'm not a greedy person. So my profits, I could charge way more than 10 bucks. I could charge way more than I do for the gummies. 
And I'm just not greedy. That's not what it's about for me. Like I said, when I first started it, it wasn't to make money and pay bills and to hustle. It was just something I was doing on the side because I like to eat edibles, you know, and they weren't there for me anymore to buy. So um, I think that that helps. Like, I think your intention and your energy behind something always makes it better if it's, if it's pure, you know? So um, the fact that I really use delicious Giardelli triple chocolate mix and the best coconut oil and I get the best weed that I can and I, you know, take my time and energy and, and put my, all my love, <laughs> all my love. and The grisette um, baked NYC love into it, you know? Exactly, yeah. And I really, I care, you know, I care about um, people enjoying it. I care about them not eating too much or I care about them feeling it and that they had, you know, I, I give people comps. I um, make sure that they enjoy it, you know, so it's not just, oh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this to, you know, make money and just push it on people. So I think that that helps to my, my, um, my intention. Our pure. Now, that's good. I mean, you know, you always have to have pure <laughs> intentions. With, you know, we all start off things that we love with pure intentions, and then you right. know, capitalism gets in the way. It's just the yeah, unfortunate aspect living in America. You know, yeah, you're living, you know? that hasn't not well, <laughs> not yet. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep it there. But they're just delicious too. You know, they taste good. One of the things I love about them is like they don't. They don't taste like weed. I know when I used to buy them, I hated biting into something. I'd buy a chocolate or or brownie, and all I taste is weed. Like I could have just you know, stuck a, a, a dime bag in my mouth so I wanted to just eat weed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're really, I really have masked the flavor completely. So you really just, it just tastes like a baked treat and it's chocolatey and delicious, which also messes people up because they're like, I just, it tastes so good and I ate too much. And so I just also, I try and make it so that it's not too strong that people enjoy it without freaking out because I know that that can happen for edibles that they just, you know, it's too much, they're too high, and they can't control it, they can't stop it, and then they're on this roller coaster ride. So I think it's just the perfect balance of it being strong enough that they get that edible experience they were looking for, but not too strong where they don't enjoy it, you know? And then it tastes so good. You know, that's tough because, you know, I've smelled an edible before, and I'm like, damn, this shit smells like weed for this. Just freaking smoke it. Like, like you know what I mean? If you're going right. to go that hard, you yeah. know? But you're able to actually mask that cannabis smell in your edibles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it'll be very faint. It'll Much be a faint more, smell. I, okay. with the triple chocolate to mask it, for sure, because it's just so chocolatey. So more on the Funfettis and the Red Velvet. I keep looking over at all the mixes I have over there. Definitely the smell's a little stronger with other mixes, but the taste is usually pretty on point in terms of, like, um, you're not going to bite into one of mine and just taste weed, you know? Because I, I personally don't like that, so. Okay. I think it's important when you're just like, you know, I was a bartender and a server for, for so many years. So when I go out to eat, you know, it's different. So that's how, how I used to wait on people is how I wanted to be treated when I went out to eat, you know, okay. which makes it, it makes a really good experience for people. Cause I'm thinking about if I were sitting down at this table, would I want someone to talk to me like that or roll their eyes or not give me a straw or not ask me how my meal was. So it's the same idea that I, used to eat edibles i do eat edibles so i'm giving people the same experience i would want to receive you know i don't want to taste the weed i want it to taste delicious i don't want to be too high that i think i'm gonna jump out my window <laughs> yeah. and and i don't want to eat it and not feel anything so i want i want it to work you know so i think i've pretty much i think that helps me is that i'm i'm a customer <laughs> so i said that cliche commercial no it's all right you know it's about the I'm customer the service for you yeah <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's a> commercial. 
I'm also the president. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's hilarious, man. Do you have anything uh, uh, available to show us that you've made that's already pre-made? I have. I only have confetti. You know, when I had this this menu, I made a menu recently that's kind of cute. That okay. All these pictures. That is super dope. Look at that, man. That Aren't is absolutely cute? gorgeous. Aren't right now, cute? folks that are listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts, uh, she, she has up a menu that shows all the different edible arrangements, uh, no pun intended, of all the, uh, you know, the cannabis edibles that she uh, makes for everyone. And this is, this is Funfetti. Look at that. Right now we're looking at a cupcake with beautiful colors. It looks That's like a, a Mr. Softy, uh, you know, treat. It looks fantastic. <laughs> like, oh, my God, that would totally trick me because I like sweets. I don't like cannabis, but I do like sweets. And, man, that looks amazing. Yeah, I would I totally kind of eat that. Don't eat too much because... You just look like you're gonna, you know, eat a nice little. Cup so how much of that are you? Uh, how much of that can you eat and and, and get a substantial uh, cannabis uh, high? This is a mini. Okay. Different, but that's a mini. That's a regular size. I can okay. eat a mini and feel it in 45 minutes and be good. Okay. And for okay. nights where I'm like, oh, I want to be, a, I want to like, yeah, squint at the TV a little bit, <laughs> yeah, and really be high. I'll eat a half of this one. And then I have friends who eat this whole thing yeah. or I have friends who eat two. So it really depends on your body. And I always just say for your first time, eat a quarter or half of this and give it an hour and see how yeah. you feel. And then you'll know your dosage, you know, because it's okay. really different for everybody. That's beautiful. This, and this is now, how long does gluten free too? Oh, those are gluten-free. Well, you know, that's great. I was going to ask you about that. Do you have, oh, yeah. like, anti-allergenic, you know, brownies that you offer gluten-free, wheat-free, you know, things of that nature? I have not Flour figured free. out vegan yet. Okay. Vegan I'm still working on because I have to really figure out how to not use eggs. <laughs> yeah. But gluten-free, I can do Funfetti, and they're still delicious. Um, And that's it, really. I don't usually... Nobody usually, they've only asked me for vegan and for gluten-free. I'm assuming people have dairy issues, too. Yeah, you know, there's people that lactose intolerant and whatnot. Yeah, sure, yeah, uh, yeah. You know. So you're still working on the menu, but you have, I mean, the menu's available, but you're still working on trying to yeah, get those products out to people. Yeah, an Instagram page, fake underscore NYTC, which has tons of these pictures where you can see the cakes and the, Red velvet okay. and the chocolate and the I try to make it fun and put cute little captions, of course. Um, but yeah, my my little engine that could. <laughs> now, how long does the high usually last? Do do you have like a a, a customers coming telling you how long the high usually lasts? That's no? another thing that like someone will tell me. I ate one and I slept for seventeen hours. You know, and for me, I think I think it's normal to call it around six hours. Okay. I think six hours is safe, but I think for some people it can be longer. Not okay. usually shorter though. I think you well, get a good, good six, good six. You're to getting eight a hours decent effect for what you for what you're Absolutely. doing. You know, for ten bucks, that that fun fetti I should use ten bucks. That's amazing, man. That's not a bad wow. deal, right? Well, no, no, you know we're gonna get to that right now. <clears throat> I mean, a little later. <laughs> sorry, a little later on, but right now we reach the point of the podcast where we're gonna play. Five words with angel. Now, Candace, on five words with angel, 
I'm going to say a word. You're going to give me the first word that comes to your head. Okay. Okay, you ready for five words with Angel? I'm ready. Here we go. The first word is cannabis. Mary Jane. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I thought similar. The sec- <laughs> <laughs> All right. The second word is baking. The first word that came to my head was heat. Because I get so hot while I'm making okay. these. <laughs> <laughs> My kitchen is Damn, I can't hot. imagine. Yeah, you know, it's the uh, casualties of war, if you will. You right, know we're not, not, we're not in my big um, commercial, commercial oven yet. With, yeah, with, uh, yeah, so <laughs> hot. <laughs> All right, our third word here on Five Words with Angel. It's actually a phrase. It's complete legalization of marijuana. Hell's yes. <laughs> <laughs> So that I can stand on street corners and, and not have to hide. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. The the, the uh, fourth, the fourth word is, well, phrase, this is going to be your favorite edible. Mm, triple chocolate. Triple mm. chocolate brownie. The best. Yummy. Damn, that sounds good. It's Without so the good. cannabis situation. Cause forget <laughs> it. I'll go, I'll go on a trip. I think I'll never come back. But I'll be somewhere in Tahiti. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> All right. The the uh, fifth and final word on the five words with Angel. Now, I know you've been very very political on your uh, on your Instagram. So my fifth word is Black Lives Matter. Woo. All for it. Black power. Rise. We need to rise. I'm um, Jamaican. Go figure. Oh, the okay. Jamaican girl would end up. Um, uh, you know, we're not even going to go into that. You know, we're not about <laughs> stereotypes here on the Angel of Words. So anybody can be an editor. You know, it just happens to be that you're Jamaican, you know? But, um, you know, I was raised by a strong, really super smart and in the know, intelligent black woman. So I am I know my history. I know that there are some intricate systems in place designed to keep us not just black, Spanish, Asians even, you know, just the, the little man down. So I'm all for it. That the unity and organization and structure, we need to rise. <laughs> and I want to see, in my lifetime, I would like to see a lot more change than, than is happening right now. So, I'm, oh, I'm so, you don't, so you don't believe the Black Lives Matter movement is, is, is trying to cause a socialistic utopia that's going to take over the world and change our form of government as we know it, as the Republican people seem to think that's going to happen? I mean, it's a very convenient narrative because obviously yeah. they have to have one, you know? So yeah. I just, I try and not give it any um, glory because it's ridiculous to me. I, You know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means. But I also really take in different point of views and things that make sense to me, I'll take them, you know, like, okay, I could see how maybe that's possible, sure, but, 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 but for the, you know, what is, is, and fundamentally, there are really broken systems in place that they're, they're not broken for them, they were designed to keep all of us down and where we are, you know, and they keep kind of reminding us, stay down, <laughs> stay in your place. And, you know, they're going to come up with whatever argument they need to to push their agenda and their narrative. So if that's what works for them, okay. But no, Black Lives Matter, I think, just came from just seeing how 
so many of us can get shot and killed or mistreated or or mischarged or and nothing happens we, it, we don't matter you know so to me it's just that simple where it came from or, or what its intentions are you know any thoughts on Kamala Harris being the uh, vice presidential nominee? Um, she's Jamaican. I'm for it. <laughs> Yo, that's a fact word. <laughs> well, you know, that is a fact. Yeah, no, you can't say anything My negative. You screwed that. <laughs> no, you know what? I saw a meme that had um, Bernie and AOC, and it said what I ordered versus yeah. what I got with Biden yeah. and Kamala. And I was, yeah. it, that's more where I stand with that. And it's just like yeah. for me. Who, well, AOC is too new in the game. She got no, she has no power right now. You know? know, she's dope. And then she's the most hated woman in America. And she's oh, got, she her. gets a lot of props for that. And I would love to get her on the show. That's one of my dreams. But, you know, she's just too young in the game. She's a baby in the game. You know, she's yeah. a guppy. She can't, you know, Kamala's been a, a beast the in the game time, for a minute. At the same time, we have a man who is our president who had no political experience. You know? Yeah, but he's been dealing with politicians his whole life. You know, yeah. Trump's been dealing with politicians moving and grooving in the city since like he's the 70s. You know what I'm sure. saying? Yeah. So he knows what, how it's played. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. But, but he's had too many dealings with, 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 with government. To, at this to... point for me, um, I just want to get him out. <laughs> okay. I just want to get him out. Whatever gets him out, you know, and... and... Mm. Um, I think Biden was trying to kind of answer the call of what he heard people asking for, um, which was a black woman and or, or to be represented for, you know, on that, especially because he he falls short sometimes. And, you know, yeah. I, I just I just whatever gets Trump out. Like somebody said, I, I'm like, I don't care if we catch Biden doing the craziest shit at this point. Like, just not Trump. I can't. I won't survive another four years of that. I think it's insane. What I've seen okay. so far from even the whole administration and the way they kind of back him, no matter what nonsense he says and does, like, just no more Trump, please. I, I can't take any more. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think he would last. What long. if Trump legalizes marijuana? What would you think then? Still, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I have to. I'll go somewhere else. I can't do it. <laughs> I really. Even if he, even if he pushes my interest, yeah, I'm not the kind of person who can ignore all of the other just completely okay. like morally wrong just he's just wrong on so many levels and to me he's just not very bright like he he speaks like a third grader you know mm -hmm. i can't mm -hmm. watch that anymore <laughs> now i hear you now candace before we end the podcast i need from you two things okay first let us know where we can go and attain your services Okay. Number two, give a message to out there to the people, letting them know, you know, why you're the bomb, you know, in terms of this edible game and, uh, you know, and, and a little motivation for people that want to get in this industry. Um, well, you can find me and my product at fake underscore NYCC on Instagram. And why me? I, I Like I said, I put all of my my love and positive energy and, and hopeful, um, hopeful, peaceful energy into making this to kind of uplift people, you know, to keep people lifted during these hard times. And during life is hard in general without a pandemic, you know what I mean? So just trying to like, keep people lifted. And, and I have that positive vibe behind it. And then they're just absolutely delicious. They're delicious. And they do the job, you know, so they're delicious, they're affordable, and they do the job. 
and it's definitely try me once and you'll know. What are the prices before we head out? Like, what are the prices of all your edibles? One all one price is, was happening. One cupcake is ten bucks, and then I'll do a deal six for fifty and a dozen for a hundred. Wow. So kind of get six, you get one free. Get twelve, you get two free. Wow. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right, you <laughs> cannabis consumers, you know, get on the game. You already know it's baked underscore NYCC. If you want to get to a higher level. Up your, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, Miss Candace Grissette, thank you for putting us on to the edible thank game you, and girl. the edible experience. I hope to see your business grow and you get more of a chunk of that $30 billion that's yes. out there right now. I'll just take one. I'm good with one. <laughs> all right, baby girl. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to thank you later, you, all right? Thank you. Cool. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with one of the finest cannabis edible makers in the tri-state area, Miss Candice Grissette. And please don't forget to continue following us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to know what I'm up to on my social media, you can follow me at Angel of Words ENT, all one word. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Talk to you later.